Joy must sing in the night to face change unafraid. I think one of the major reasons for nervousness is that people are afraid to face change. We must be willing to see the beauty in the hard lessons of life. If you go to the movies and you see a tragedy or you see difficult times, great tests, you come away feeling uplifted, exhilarated. You feel you've learned something. But if the same thing happens in your own life, do you feel that way? Because of your attachment to things, you suffer. But if you could hold back even from the night, if you could learn to sing, joy must learn to sing in the night. That means if you can be joyful, even when things are going badly, if you can learn to feel that the joy you have is not dependent upon the circumstances surrounding you, then whatever happens in the way of change won't affect you. Most people are like skiers who don't uh, who commit themselves in one direction and aren't ready to make a turn when the slope demands that they turn. And being committed to go forward when the slope demands that they go left, they fall. Most people are committed to a particular direction, whatever it might be. And when life changes, then they uh, fall apart, they fail, they get unhappy. Now, what we've ha got to begin with, if we want to learn how to live properly, is to realize that the very nature of life is change. You can't get away from it. It's just the way things are. You won't remain the same person you are today. You won't have the same fortunes. You may find that the money that you've earned will suddenly be taken away from you by a lawsuit, by uh, illness, by a misfortunate, uh, unfortunate investment, whatever it might be. The thing is, are you going to fall with the failing of your fortunes? Most people do. And the reason for nervousness is not after the fact. The reason for nervousness, to a large extent, is the fear preceding that fact. The fear that it might happen. Nervousness is just sort of incipient fear, you might say. One reason for nervousness is this, this uh, wish to cling to things, circumstances as they are, and wish that nothing change. That attachment is the cause for this tension that produces uh, nervousness. There's another reason for nervousness, and that is that people become nervous by uh, not having enough time to themselves to sort of sit back and, and get back to their center once again. I remember a ballet that I went to in New York City some years ago by the Joffrey Ballet Company. It was some sort of new theory in uh, uh, their presentation of the arts that each movement should be should produce the next movement and that should produce another, produce another and so you keep on being creative by letting new movements come always out of the movement before. And I was looking at this thing and I was thinking it was intensely dissatisfying for the reason that it never brought you back to your center. It kept taking you further and further outside yourself. Where there's something in human nature, we've got two hands, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils. There's something, and some people talk out of both sides of their mouths. It's, uh, 
there's something about our nature that has, it's rooted in this consciousness of one becoming two, duality, male and female, light and darkness. It's a part of our expression in this world. And it means that from that one, going in any direction, we always want to come back to the center. We will always want to come back to ourselves. And if whatever we're doing is taking us farther and farther outside ourselves, sooner or later we get so extended that we just can't handle it anymore. We become more and more tense in the very process of becoming extended. Now, uh, in fact, extended comes from the very concept of stretching yourself, extending, tensing yourself outside yourself. So, uh, when you can learn to always come back to your center, if you can learn whatever you're doing, always to get a little moment of quiet, you will be amazed to see how under all circumstances things seem to somehow not throw you anymore. You always remember that your center never changes. It's wherever you are. You are the center of your universe. If you live in that consciousness, it's really quite easy to overcome nervousness. But it isn't something that you can do only by philosophy. It's something that you need to practice. And that is why it's very important also to meditate every day. Have a period of time where you sit still, you calm your thoughts. Think of God. Uplift your consciousness. You know, unless you're consciousness is lifted up to the heights, it won't fulfill itself because we belong in the heights. We belong in our ideals, in our aspirations. We're never going to be fulfilled until we can live up to the highest that is in us. And so, as Voltaire said, if God didn't exist, it would be necessary for mankind to invent him. And it's true that the important thing is to understand that by reaching up toward perfection, reaching up, not in a sense of tension and uh, self-flagellation, oh, I'm never going to do it, oh, I failed again, but just realize that I, I want to reach the heights in a very relaxed, natural way. A plant doesn't become a tree overnight. It grows bit by bit, one ring a year, and finally you find that that little sapling has become a mighty oak. But bit by bit, if you will always try to move, to turn toward the sun, to turn toward the highest that you see in yourself, you'll find that gradually this sense of nervousness that comes from living an unfulfilled life, from living a frivol frivolous and inconsequential life, this is a part of nervousness that it will be overcome. And the second thing is from always extending out from yourself. So if you can get back to yourself, and if you can get back to that aspect of yourself which faces the sun, which tries to unfold before the sun rays of God's love, if in meditation, in other words, you don't just sit there and sort of uh, be quiet but brood on your problems, open your mind to God, be still and know that I am God. This is what God says in the Psalms. Open your hearts, your heart and mind in the inner silence, and you will find that if you do this, that nothing really will touch you again. Now, there are many little things that you can do in order to overcome nervousness. 
One is to accept the fact that whatever is, is. So much of our problems come from fear, from anticipation, not from fulfillment. I remember many years ago, I was only 22 when I was first put in a position of having to lecture two people, most of whom were much older than I, 40, 50, 60, and uh, there was naturally the temptation to feel nervous. And I thought, well, why do I want to be, why do I, why am I, what makes me think of being nervous? And I realized that it was essentially the fear of being thought a fool. And so I thought, well, okay, maybe I am a fool. And just accepting the possibility that I was a fool, and therefore it didn't really matter if people found out about it or not, because it was the reality, I found that I could relax, and I could really feel almost a little sorry for them because they had to be there to listen to me, rather than sorry for myself because I had to be listened to. You see, the the essence of it is simply accepting reality as it is. One way to accept reality as it is is not to think about yourself too much. Forget yourself and you'll never be nervous. Think about a broader reality. Think about how how uh, uh, all the other people uh, in the audience might be reacting. Think about how, if this is so, um, if, uh, for example, what if you fail? That's one of the big reasons for fear. And as a result of that fear, reasons for nervousness. But if you can say to yourself, well, but if I fail, I still have my life. I still have my health, I still have my intelligence, I'll try again. You know, the secret of success is not never failing. Rather, I would say the secret of success is failing, but learning from your failures. Always using each failure to point you in a better direction, to help you to focus better, to understand that failure itself is only a stepping stone to success. If you approach your work that way, you'll never be nervous because you'll think, whatever I've done, I can always do it better. Facing reality rather than wishing that other things were real, this is one of the necessary attitudes for overcoming nervousness. There are physical things you can do to overcome nervousness too because nervousness goes hand in hand with tension. To overcome tension, one thing that will help you is to inhale, tense the whole body, and then throw the breath out and relax. You see, many parts of your body are tense without your even knowing it consciously. When you sort of equalize the flow of tension all over the body uh, after inhaling, and then exhale and throw all the breath and all the tension out, even those parts of your body that were tense without your being conscious of it will... uh, become automatically relaxed. So here's something you can do then. Inhale deeply, tense, throw the breath out and relax. Do that two or three times. Now another thing that can help to bring relaxation into the body is to uh, do some deep breathing. The tension in the body is often related to the production of uh, too much carbon dioxide, which then has to be pumped through the blood to the hearts and exhaled. Oxygen helps to purify the body of that carbon dioxide and to make it, therefore, automatically relaxed. You'll find that when your body's relaxed, it's a lot easier 
for your mind and your heart's feelings, your emotions, to be relaxed also. So deep breathing, um, tensing and relaxing, getting a certain amount of exercise to keep your body fit. One of the most marvelous systems for learning to relax your body is the system called yoga postures or yoga asanas. Doing a few of those positions every day, it's very different from calisthenics. The postures themselves are so designed as to relax the body, to make a person become more centered in himself, more internalized, and then automatically the nervousness that so many people feel will just not enter into his mind. I have to say that really I'm never nervous. And I think the reason that I'm not is that I, I uh, follow these principles. But I remember one time, many years ago, I had to lecture to two very different groups of people. It was in a school, and it was a religious school, but many of the children, although many of the children had come because they wanted a religious education, others had been sent there by their parents because they were problem children. And the last thing they wanted was a religious education. If I'd talked to either group, I'd have known what to say. But to know how to talk to both groups, to reach both groups in the same talk, created a certain amount of, I, know, I realized I was feeling slightly nervous to juggle such two different realities. And that's another point then. When you're juggling different realities, when you're stretched out too thin, when you're trying to bring together too many opposites, then that creates tension. And the only way I was able to face that occasion, and I think this, this suggestion will hold in all circumstances, was just very determinedly, even though I had these two things to do, to relate to in my talk, never lose my inner center. And as I clung to that, then my nervousness went away. I just had to affirm it more than usual. If you can learn to be centered in yourself, if you can learn to uh, understand that everything that you do begins from that center, then you'll see that whether you go left, whether you go right, whether you stop, whether you move, all of it is under your control. So meditation is one of the most important things in conjunction with that, keeping your body not only fit, but doing that kind of exercising that will relax your body. Another important thing is diet, because if you eat junk food, if you eat a lot of sugar, that'll keep you sort of hyped up all the time anyway. Learn to eat more calming foods. This is Actually, I'm a vegetarian for that reason. I found that uh, many people in eating meat tend to be more uh, nervous for the simple reason that there are so many toxins they take into their systems, and also the thoughts of the animals when they're being killed, the fear, the terror, the anger, all of this comes into the body. People who eat a lot of meat tend to be much more susceptible to uh, upsets of emotion, to tension, nervousness, and so on, where a vegetarian diet does help to calm you. The attitude of your mind is probably the most important thing of all. Many people don't realize that when they live in negativity, they automatically become nervous. We need to learn to live in a positive, courageous 
accepting kind of attitude. And when we do, automatically we feel calm, automatically we feel happy. I wrote a song many years ago, which was sort of fun. It'll probably shock you a little bit for me to sing this song because it's so different from the other kinds of music that I've written. But it's all with this basic thought in mind that uh, if you will not, in the name of being honest, be honest to the lower aspects of reality, but be open to the higher aspects, be open to the sun, be open to the, the hope in this world, be open to the potential for goodness in people and in yourself. Some people will say that's not being realistic, but in truth that's the real realism, that's the true realism, because it's from that level that you can make things happen. It's in relation to that higher reality that you can see that these things that keep people low in their attitude, in their consciousness, are not reality. They are illusion. They are a delusion of the mind. So let me sing this song now. It's called The Non-Blues. <laughs> <laughs> 